You're listening to the Just Jazz and Co podcast, the show where you hear the how, why, and what of ambitious careers with me, Just Jazz, and many guests. I'm a multi-passionate, wildly ambitious lover of tea and R&B. I'm also on a mission to guide more high achievers to the careers and lives they deeply desire through coaching. Yep, you heard me. Desire. No shame or secrets about it. Here, we boldly embrace ambition by owning, being, and doing more in our careers. And in each episode, we break down the barriers to creating something that will make you and everyone you know step back in awe while keeping it simple. So what are you waiting for? Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Just Jazz and Co podcast. This week, I've got an amazing guest, somebody who I've followed their journey for a little while. To the naked eye, we look similar because we both consider ourselves to be career coaches and we just so happen to be black women. But you're going to see through our conversation just how nuanced our work is and why we're even having this conversation to start with. So Adele Thompson, hello and welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here and to, you know, have this conversation. And like Jazz said, this conversation is going to be very nuanced, like a lot of differences and a lot of similarities. A hundred percent. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? I'm Adele Thompson, as Jazz said, and I am a career change and confidence coach, also a podcast host and a speaker. Um, So yeah, all things career uh, all things confidence, loving yourself and going after the life that you want. Oh, 100%. There's so much I can tuck into. But how did you come to this space? Like of the work that you do, what has been your journey to this point? Oh, my God. <laughs> my journey has been all over the place. I don't even know where to start. Like, Let me try and summarize. <laughs> so I started off as a child carer, started off in education, Started off doing youth working, um, got my qualification and then went into being a nursery deputy manager, then a nursery manager um, and loved it. Thought I was always going to teach, was ready to go and teach in a school. Um, My company was about to pay for my degree so I could go and like finish off my qualification because I did a HNC and I just needed to finish my last Mm. two years. And it was like, okay, we're going to pay for you to do this. And I was like, yeah, I'm always going to be in childcare. I'm going to open my own nursery. Like I knew mm. the, the steps. I, they was all, pat, they was out. They was down pat. There was no questions about it. Then I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. Became a whole different human, a whole different women. And women, we don't always expect. We make all these plans and we don't know how life is going to change us. For me, mm. becoming a mum, everything. And I mean, it changed everything in the sense of, I decided I wanted so much more because anyone who's in education or childcare will understand that you are very under, you have to love your job. You are underpaid for the mm. amount of work you are expected it's a vocation. to do. It is a vocation. Mm. Exactly that. Um, and yeah, that I was working with people's children all day, running this nursery and then coming home to a baby and just being too tired and mm. not giving her the same energy and then beating myself up as a mum and being like, you should be able to give the same vibe and energy to your daughter at home that you're giving to everyone else's children all day long. Yeah. And that started to eat at me. And then I was like, and on top of it, they're not even paying you right. Mm-hmm. And then it started to become an issue because they was never paying me right, but it started to become more of an issue because now I'm a mum. Mm. I'm not spending as much time with my daughter. Quality time. It's not a ma- it wasn't the amount of time. It was the quality of the yeah. time that I was spending. And you're not paying me well yeah, this isn't going to work for me. And I suddenly was like, I don't want to do this anymore. 
but it's all I'd ever done. And so many people mm. I hear them say that it's all I'd ever done. I'm a mum. I've got this baby. I'm trying to figure it out. My, at this point, my relationship was, by the time I made this decision, my relationship was on life support. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going through it, but I'm still, something was niggling at me. You need to make a change. You need to make a change. But talking to some of my friends saying like, I'm ready to move. And one of my friends who I really trusted, I was like, I think I want to leave childcare, but I'm scared. We had a conversation and she was very much like, I see you doing recruitment or some sort of sales or some sort of like, mm. you're very good with people. And I was like, what? This whole time I'm an introvert. So I'm like, I'm not good with people. And she was like, <laughs> every time a parent comes to see our nursery and you do the show round, they sign up. They say yes. You've got a hundred percent conversion. No one had ever said that to me before. And I was like, oh, and she was like, head office are always here bringing investors saying to you to show the investors, right? Like you're always the, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm just good at my job. She was like, that's the part you're good at, the speaking, mm. the showing people. She goes, you love what you do so much that it resonates with people. Mm. Your love of it resonates with people. She was like, that's sales. I never, I never equated that to sales. I, sales to me was like a whole sleazy vibe thing. I never equated like, if you just love what you do and you talk about it, people will connect to it. And that's actually sales because you're making yeah. them love what you love. So she said that, did some research and was like, oh, yeah, the qualities of a recruiter are really interesting. And then started mm. researching HR and was like, oh, maybe I'll be good at human resources because you get to do people's people. people. And, it's, and yeah. I was like, oh. And yeah, then I was like, okay, are we doing this? And it was like, we're very much doing this without a qualification, without any experience. We're very much going to figure this out. I researched, mm. I spoke to people, I networked my little butt off, did some interviews got some rejections, got some offers. And the next thing I knew I was a recruiter. First year in recruitment made more money than I'd ever made in childcare. And bear in mind, I was a manager. Mm. I was a manager. You were in the top. I was at the like, top running top. things. I was, oh, I was also training other managers. That was the other thing that really, mm. that I missed. I was training other managers who were getting paid more than me. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went through a whole thing. I've been through a whole thing. And that was also another thing. Like Ooh. I'm a mum and I start to look at things much more seriously when I became a mum. I was like, wait, yeah. I'm being taken advantage of. How would I feel? And a lot of it as a mum made me feel like, how would I feel if they were doing this to my daughter? I think having a girl really affected me. How would mm. I feel if people did this to my daughter? Same with my relationship. Would I allow my daughter to be in this relationship? Yeah. It all started to fall apart. That's how it felt. It all started to fall apart. Relationship fell apart. Job fell apart. All started to fall apart. But again, a year later, in recruitment, um, I was in this great job. I was getting promoted. Um, I then went it left that and went into human resources, exactly what I'd wanted to mm. do. Got promoted, got up to management level, um, suffered with a lot of imposter syndrome because I don't have a degree in H. I don't have an mm. ICIPD. But I was getting promoted. People were creating roles for me, like not to lose me. If I said like I wanted to yeah. leave, people would create and that bred a lot of imposter syndrome because people that worked for me would be asking me like oh what what qualification did you do what have you so you got to bear in mind people that are working with me have degrees yeah. and qualifications and they're questioning my qualification so a lot of imposter mm. syndrome a lot of stress and then a lot of working on my confidence and that's why I believe career and confidence go hand in hand a lot of working on my confidence which mm. not only helped me to really understand that who I am was why I was good at my job. Degrees and qualifications mm. are a bonus. They are extra source. And that is where I lead a lot of my coaching from. And then at that point, I started helping people with CVs just on the side. This was not my, mm. this was not my coaching, nothing like that. Just helping my friends with CVs. 
some of my friends were like, I want to change industry too, helping them get a good CV that was helping them book the interviews, interview yeah. prepping with people. Um, being a recruiter in general, you tend to talk to people about like, oh, what kind of thing should I be saying in an interview? You, it becomes a thing. Then someone was like to me, you should do a course. You should do an interview course. I was like, why would I ever do that? Like, at the, <laughs> and it just, But it just started to become this thing that people would just come to me. It was a known thing. You need help with your CV, go to Adele. Um, so I would always do that on the side. Never knew anything about coaching. Uh, then lockdown happened. So I was, bear in mind, I've always been doing CVs for years. I've always been doing interview prep, just started doing more of it. Um, before lockdown, I'd, I was already doing it on my social media. People were coming to me, mums especially were coming to me. Um, and before, mm. I, before I became who I am now, my Instagram was this mum works. And the reason was because I was helping a lot of working mums change industry yeah. and do that. Like, still, again, I wasn't a coach. As far as I was concerned, I just did interview prep and CVs. And then so people just kept saying to me, you're such a good coach, you're such a good coach. And I was like, what is this? Did a little mm. research, just like I had previously when I first got into recruitment. Mm -hmm. Went and did a life coaching qualification and was like, what is my specialty going to be? Yes, I'm a qualified life coach, but where do I lean to? And I realised it was all yeah. confidence and it was all career. Um, and now we're here, basically. Mm. <laughs> oh that's my the goodness. quickest way to get me here, but that's how we're here, basically. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's huge. And there's just so much... So, like, for those that are listening, you guys know what I do. I don't, like, even the speakers that I know, the backstory, the genesis, I don't always know. So hearing you share this journey and seeing how you show up online so passionately about people owning their stuff and showing up in their their strength and their identity and their confidence, it makes so much sense because you lived it. Like, you went from that space of, like, all of this imposter, I'm good at my job, but these people asking me about these qualifications, I don't have, like my career doesn't make sense. <laughs> like. <laughs> One million percent. I feel like that should be my tagline half the time. My career doesn't make sense. And it doesn't have to. <laughs> That's it doesn't. The point. <laughs> and you said it, you said it perfectly where you were just like, who I am is it? It's not the qualifications. It's not the letters. Even like, even I love the approach to you even getting a life coaching qualification because that is a conversation I have with a lot of my peers and my colleagues in the space on like, why did you do exports? Because like, I've got two certifications mm -hmm. the first one I did was to learn the skill the second one mm -hmm. I did was because I'm a nerd and I wanted to learn more skills but I sat alongside people who are like I can't start my business until I pass this thing whereas like I passed this thing and forgot to put the badge on my website and I was, I was like yeah. oh if somebody asks like yeah um this is where I studied but that's not what we're talking about. That's not what I'm pitching to you. That's not what I'm saying to you. And I think, you know, it goes back to a conversation that we had before we even hit record, where it's like, we are two coaches in the sphere of career, but we are so completely different. And the reason we're different is because we lead with who we are and like our personal mission and vision and impact. We don't lead with, I have this qualification. I have this many hours of coaching under my belt and you do CVs, I do CVs. Like <laughs> you do our conversations, I do 45 minutes. It's not that, that is literally not what it is. Like in many ways, I kind of treat it like, a, I think about it like restaurants. Mm -hmm. If it's a Friday night and you fancy Thai food, you fancy Thai food. Right. Uber sending you a push notification about fish and chips is not touching the fact that you want to have it. like, that's great. I'm going to book, book mine for later, but I'm going to eat Thai. And more often than not, I want a particular Thai restaurant. Like mm -hmm. sometimes it's a Basaba vibe. Sometimes my favorite franchise and plug them, they're a small business, Giggling Squid. They are my mm -hmm. local. They are the spot. That's what I mean when I say what I want. Why? Right. I like their branding. I like how they make me feel. I like their food. They have what I need at all times. Like, right. 
so much more. So much more. Who you are is so key. Like people don't really think about this. Like I say, like, like you said, you didn't even remember to put the badge on your website because you led mm. with who you were. I already had my, I was already coaching before I knew I was coaching. So getting the qualification wasn't to validate anything. Again, it was to mm. learn the skill. It was to really learn the skill. Sometimes we rely so much on qualifications to validate ourselves. And I saw that in my career when people were mm. judging me and questioning my ability. But then those same people had to come to me to sort out problems. Mm. They still, so the letters didn't mean as much. What the letters mean is that you have the knowledge. How you apply the knowledge yeah. is very different. If 10 of us are in the room and we can all say we're coaches, what makes you stand out if all of us have the same qualification? I ask my clients that all the time. Your degrees, your qualifications, you should be proud mm. of them because you worked for them. And you should be able to say, on top of how great I am, I also have a degree. Not mm. because I have a degree, I'm good at. That's not the reasoning. It never will be. Me having a life coaching qualification is not why I'm a good coach. There's 10 other people that have life qualifications. There's 20,000 people that have life qualifications. Mm. Qualification. Doesn't make them good at what they do. Just mm. means that we all went and did the same qualification. And I want yeah. people to really understand that. And I feel like when you were saying my career doesn't make sense, that's what I learned from my career not making sense. I learned that, yeah. oh, I'm actually good at the job because I'm just good at the job. Mm. I'm that. That's it. Like, it, it, I don't need to have all this like, oh, it's because I went and did this qualification for five years and that's what made me good. At, no, no, I'm mm. actually good at the job. If I now go and do a qualification, I'm going to be extra, 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 extra. I'm going to be overqualified. You don't want me. I, to get you, it's going to be too much. <laughs> it's over your job. <laughs> right. Hello. It's, it's like, do, you, do we really need that? No, I don't think we need it. And I think it's true what you said, right? It's about the validation. And I think we find that throughout our careers. And it's a conversation I had on the previous episode talking about how the world of work will change and how exciting that will be for the world of education. Because education was set up to create the factory-like, machine-like world of work. Mm -hmm. So if we flip the script and we go, it's about competency, it's about character, it's about values, it's about impact, then why do you need a degree? Or... Again, because I'm not, I'm not on the bandwagon of like abolish it all. Like no, I think yeah. there is value in every experience Everything. in life. Yeah, but it's about being more intentional. Like when I think mm -hmm. about my generation of quote unquote millennials, and I think about my cousins who are maybe like five, six years older than me. For mm -hmm. them, university was still the holy grail. Like it was still like you okay. went to uni. I was the first cousin, like the first of my generation in my family to move out for uni so even then it was still like doing the things go down the lower generations like I remember when my brother was 10 years between us my brother was going uni and he was just like but why though like I'm gonna go and check it out but like in my vision for my career if it makes sense then it makes sense like I'm not mm. against it However, I like earning money. I like having my own business. I like da, da 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 So it needs to fit me. And so therefore it's kind of come off of its pedestal a little bit. But I think that that creates a better opportunity for us to get people who are more intent. Like, oh my goody, goody gosh, the amount of people in the generation above me and the generation of me, what do you study? Oh, business management. Why did you choose business management? I don't know. It seemed like a good degree. What? Just Don't a factory. Chung, 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 chung. It's, just, chung, a it's just a tick box, but that's what we're taught. It's a tick box exercise. Tick box. Oh, I went to high, I got my, I got my GCSEs. I went to college, got my A-level and I went to uni and got my degree. It is literally a tick box exercise because half the time, why did you get that qualification? How many people are not even right. using the qualification that they got currently now? Hello. 
Adele, I sit here speaking to you as somebody with an undergraduate degree in hospitality management and a postgraduate certificate in real estate, right? That is what I have. Do I use any of those? No. However, what I can talk about, and this is a gem for the folks on the call, is the experiences, the internships that I did during those degrees. The fact that I self-funded that postgraduate certificate when I was pursuing mm -hmm. a career as a surveyor, i.e. I will get out of the mud and do what I need to do to get the qualifications that I need to. Like, life happened during those educational phases. And it's something that I think, for me, I look back on fondly because that's always been a part of my educational experiences. Don't ask me what modules I did. Don't ask me what my dissertation was, right? I will tell you, I know how to work in a professional kitchen. So when right. I invite you over for dinner, it's not no small things. Do you right. I mean, like there's things that are passions. So again, this is how, this is how I talk about my degree in an interview. Right. Actually not the course. It's a, uh, this actually gave me leadership experience. I managed a team of 50 people. I hired, recruited, managed, Rotated. I did profit and loss. I created margin. Like I, that's what I did. Was that in the classroom? No, it was not. It was on my placement year. It was in my part-time job. It was all of those things. It was a period of time. And I think that makes the world of work exciting because the people who get there, they're not resentful of getting there. Because that's always the thing that comes in my mind when people want to mm -hmm. ask you about your vocations. It's like, did you go through the hell that I had to go through? Fairness is fairness. People feel like it is unfair if you achieve something in what they perceive to be easy. If they did it mm. one way and you do it a different way, the reason people question you is because their fear or their uncomfortableness with the fairness. They believe mm. it is unfair that you were able to, like when I say I switched industry, worked my way, got to the top really quickly. That's unfair for someone who feels like, well, I went to university and did a CIPD for three years. And then I went to do this mm. and I started at the bottom. And then, so for them, they're like, either they'll tell you it's not possible. And then when you break the, the glass of the house and you, you show them, well, it was possible because I've done it. Now it's a problem because you're, you're breaking down what society has told you the rules are. And you're saying to them, you're basically for them. It's like, well, that's not fair. Because that's what someone, I didn't understand it at the time, but that's what someone's mm. basically saying to me. It is not fair that you are my boss and you do not have the same qualification I had. It is not fair mm. that you have not jumped through the same hoops I've jumped through. However, I love what you just said, but life, life has got me here. It mm. doesn't matter the route of life you chose, whether you chose to study for years or you didn't, life still gets you there. And I also like what you said, because it's a reminder that nothing gets left behind. Even if you mm. study a degree and you're not using it now, I promise you you're using it. If you think that all my years working in childcare are not currently being used, I will tell you you're mm. you've lost your mind. I used to teach children, which I had to problem solve, because if you've got a class of 30 kids and they all learn differently, I've got to figure out how to teach them differently so they all meet the exact same milestones. Oh, I've yeah. got to deal with other professionals internally and externally. I had to manage a building, manage rotors, manage budgets, everything you were talking about. And I'm laughing because I'm saying to myself, Ooh. guess what I have to do in my business? The same. Something I missed out earlier when I was saying I had a business before this. Well, I only recently closed mm. it. I was a first aid trainer and I had a first aid coach, a mm. first aid training business. Again, nothing gets left behind. All through my mm. career, if you look, I've been teaching, I've been training, I've been leading, I've been managing, I've been mentoring. Mm. I've been entrepreneuring in my career. And I feel like that's sometimes yeah. a hard concept for people to grasp. But the mm. reason I'm able to move and shake and get into new industries and move around is because I'm an entrepreneur of my career. I decide what I want. And then I go and mm. do it. I don't wait for someone to tell me what I'm good at and then do that. I literally 
okay, someone said to me, I think you're good at sales, did some research, decided, oh, you might be right. Went and did yeah. what I wanted to do. I decide the money I want to earn. I decide what the places I want to be. And then I go and do it. Entrepreneurship is no different from career. I know people feel like it is, mm. but when you're oh, an entrepreneur, you have contracts. You have to decide if you're going to work with people or not. When I go for interview, I'm asking people, let me see first. What do you do at your company? Do I really want to work here? It's the same. Mm. When someone wants to work with me, I don't take every client. Every client, we were talking about this just before we came on. Every client yeah. isn't for me. Every no. client isn't for me. And also, as an entrepreneur, I still have to worry about, am I going to bring in enough money? It's the same in your career. Like People, people pretend that if you're an entrepreneur, all oh, you work for yourself. Do I? If I don't have any clients, how can I work? <laughs> I want to buy my service. <laughs> the math does not math. It doesn't. <laughs> and I think, oh, you touched on one of my soapboxes, right? Because this is a thing for me where you know, we're talking at a time where I'm looking for my next opportunity in full-time work. And I've spoken to friends, people who know me, and they're just like, this is your time to fly and go do your thing. And I'm like, I like working full-time. I like working in tech. Because a lot of the stuff that you spoke about around like degree and just exemplifying careers that don't make sense because the industry doesn't make sense. Like even Mm -hmm. sitting down and trying to break down to like my grandparents that like most of these tech companies aren't profitable it's like that's not the rules of business <laughs> right. look they convince somebody to give them a coin and they're rolling with it so like it's stuff like that where it's just like there's so many parallels there's so much to be learned and it's really your career is about you taking your skills taking who you are and just delivering impact and delivering value if that is for my one-to-one client cool if that is for my employer cool you know and that's oh always gosh. been something always that's it that's all it is i don't care the vehicle is do i get to show up do i want to be here will i make a change will i make an opinion can i grow because as well entrepreneurs listening you can promote yourself in your own business Mm -hmm. please do not sleep on that have a cv for your career right and whether it doesn't look like a cv but this month this quarter where what areas did you grow in what are your areas of development because it's really easy to kind of say this is the income goal that i want to hit this is how many clients how are you growing how are you preparing to be the person that can hold that stuff create have you have your six monthly review with yourself please as an entrepreneur don't be out please here and thanks <laughs> yes please and you all of it we don't have to right. throw the whole thing in the bin mm-hmm Mm-hmm. there you are structures in your career in. there are structures in being employed that transfer very nicely to entrepreneurship but because people have this narrative oh, i'm an entrepreneur i want to work for myself it's nothing like having a career listen if you pay attention everything that jazz just said it all translates the okay. value you bring it only doesn't translate when your career isn't for you when you're doing mm. things for the check box exercise oh, yeah. or that's the when it doesn't fit I should do this because my parents spent all this money to help me get my degree. Or I should do this because my parents didn't have the opportunity to get a qualification. Or I should do this because it's paying really, really well. Like before I change industry, you're running a whole nursery. You want to open up your own nursery. You're saving. Mm -hmm. This is the plan. I should stick to the plan because I'll have something to leave my daughter. Because if I open my own nursery, then she can take it over one day. The plan Mm. was the plan. I could have stuck with that. I should, I should, I should. Instead, I decided I want. My yeah. soul needs something mm. different. I, desire. My biggest thing, happiness, desire is, oh, Oof, happiness desire. has no expiration date. Like we're not allowed. We work with women 
as well Mm -hmm. and it's amazing it's astounding how much we want more but we're disconnected from desire like desire is almost a dirty word along with ambition you're not Mm -hmm. allowed to do something simply because you desire it has to be in service of others it has to play by the rules it has to be the safe choice it has to be x y and z and i think it holds us back so much because the biggest thing i probably say two three clients that, that started working with me last year the biggest thing that both of them said and this is just in the consultation we weren't even working together they said i should be happy imagine i should they listed off all the things happy. they said i'm paid well i'm in leadership i'm respected i did i get i'm all of it they did the list of all of the things that to be fair you wish for when you're starting paper, out in that it looks traditional good on paper. career on paper but they were like oh, but i'm still not happy I've been there. I'm not happy. I've been there. I'm not lit up. Like, I'm pulling my eyeballs out. Even one of them was just like, my team doesn't actually need me. Mm. (laughs) Why am I here? You know, and again, you know, and she said that in the, it almost seems like a bit of an oxymoron, right? Because Mm. again, when you're junior and you're less mature in your career, just like, oh my gosh, my team doesn't need me. But she's like, no, I have grown these humans to be very self-sufficient. They only knock on my door when it's like a next level challenge. But like, I have coached them to the point of their own growth to the Uh point where I could be out for a piece and things still run. I am good at what I do. I'm excellent at what I do. What's next? Yeah. What's next? And, and like, looking let for me next. figure this out before I explain it to somebody because the first mm-hmm. thing they're going to say is, but you, you've got a good job. Got everything. Why can't it be just because, just because I want to? Like, even when I switched Hello. over to HR, I got promoted. They made a job for me. I was getting a crap load of money. People were literally throwing money at me. They made a job title for me. Everything looked good on paper. The environment was a little bit toxic, mm. not going to lie. But I was unhappy. <laughs> I was mm. unhappy. And to the outside world, they were like, listen, you've left childcare because you was unhappy. Now you've got to the top of this and now you're still saying you're unhappy. And I was like, just unhappy. Mm. Like, it's just not, it, something's not working. And people don't understand that you get to, you get to shift, you get to move, you get to see your desires. Um, mm. And I realised a lot of me not being happy was I was like, I was just bored. This episode is brought to you courtesy of The Vault, my membership that is the secret weapon for high achievers everywhere. Through our private podcasts, monthly group coaching and intuitive networking, we have a community of folks who get it and are busy go-getting. Go to justjazz.co forward slash vault to join us today. We were talking about how we're different, okay, folks? You heard Adele's. Mine is career that you truly desire without burnout overwhelm and underwhelm there is nothing more than a board like a board under under like oh a board high achiever that's painful i'm gonna take that personal because as well high achievers that i know and high achievers like me i would have done told you i'm bored i would have done told you i'm gonna finish this stuff in the next quarter so i need you to find something else for me i would have shown up like so i'm just letting you know but that's I what kept happening. More for you. Every year, every two years, I had a new job because I would tell them I'm bored. They would create a job for me, but it was a fake job. Does that make sense? You're creating a job Hello. for me to be there. That's it. That's but- it. Evolution. It's evolution. You can't create a fake job where I'm over here and the rest of my peers are back there because it's still going to grate on me. Because I need more to do. Completely different language, language. Because I'm five years ahead, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
when we think about in education, when people have advanced classes, they don't teach the advanced stuff in the normal class. Mm -hmm. You go to a separate advanced class, which means that, okay, great. You're having this great capsule of like, we've all been plucked to do this, you know, Mm -hmm. to do, I'm going to use a specific example, to do our A-level early or GCSE early. Mm -hmm. When you go back to your GCSE class after doing A-level classes, you're going to be like, "Mm -hmm." okay. Okay. <laughs> Trigonometry. But how much more of this? Like, could we add right. in an extra A-level class to my right. calendar? Because I could, I'll stay late. I'll come in early. Because again, right. those are, for me, those are my faults. Those are the people that I get. We will do what we need to do not to be bought. So when we sit in that interview and they go, so what happened there? It was just like, well, I just needed a new challenge. Need more to do. That's it. Literally. I need a new challenge. Yep. Literally, and I, I feel like my more. business gives me that now. Yeah. I feel like people will say to me, "How do you? How are you doing all of this?" Like I remember when I started my coach, not my coaching, my first aid company. My daughter was six. Mm. I was studying. For, I was studying on the weekends. I was working five days a week, and I had a six-year-old. Then when I qualified, mm. I was also working five days in my normal job and on the weekends and looking after six year And people were like, "How?" And I was like, "If I don't, I'll be bored." That was just the season I was in. And I can do, I'm like an octopus. I can do a lot of things. Mm. And I used to always feel like I should slow down. Mm. But guess what? As I got older, I naturally slowed down. But still to other people looking in, they'll say to me, you, you really didn't. It's You're a lying. lot. It's but a it's lot. fine. It's it just fine. Looks different. But, but <laughs> I do agree with you. High achievers, we need a lot to do. And if my job, I started to realise if my job couldn't give it to me, a business entrepreneurship could. If my job couldn't, like... You it's can't that, always expect your career because people are trying. They're trying to create that. roles for me. They're trying to do for me. It wasn't so, working. So I had to create it for myself. A hundred percent. And I think that's where we go wrong a lot. And and again, I get it. Education primes us for this. Also, oh, the conversations that we have with our communities and with our family don't get deep enough mm-hmm. to tell the truth, if that makes sense. We get the outside, you know. We We tend to know if our parents have ever been in or out of work. We tend to know what trade that they're in. We tend mm-hmm. to know whether they work in a role that they like, but you don't get into the reality that like, wait, if you didn't, I remember asking my mum if she didn't have us, what would she do? Mm-hmm. I'm the eldest of four. She had me when she was 21. So I'm basically mm-hmm. saying in a dystopia, what would you do? <laughs> Cause I'm yes. the eldest. Uh, yes, like, yeah. <laughs> your life, you know, even her career and stuff has been molded around the fact that I've got four kids at home. So no, I will not mm-hmm. be working until midnight. Like a, yeah. mm, one of the two stuff like that and she was just like I'd probably be a creative like I'd be doing like an interdisciplinary studio of like interior design and stuff like that and I think when we had this conversation I was about 15 I was just like do it mom like do it because at this point eldest of four Mm -hmm. I know how to feed the children I know how to do the washing and for me and again like it's so interesting thinking back to that me because now she has taken steps towards doing stuff like that she does it for fun and she's she did a degree in graphic design because she wanted to learn right it wasn't necessarily the validation Mm -hmm. she was just like I just want to get back in a studio and do techniques I haven't done that since I was in college and you know when I sit down and look at it it's like we're creating opportunities and creating examples for people who want to do more not to feel guilty for doing it or feel weird or ungrateful that one comes up why can't your job be enough and the reality is it's not like I draw so many parallels between career and relationships oh yeah love my husband bits if I sent him the amount of voice notes that I sent to my girls about the ins and outs of my business or the ins and outs of my 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 sleep or my his head would explode 
Hundred percent. Hundred. I don't expect that from him. I don't. Hundred percent. He can a thousand percent. I call him. I call him my board. I call him my non-executive director. Okay, I go babe. I'm planning this launch, and he's just like, so wait, break down what's a launch for me? Because he's mm-hmm. so not in this world, right? Mm-hmm. But there's that space where it's just like, no, no, no. I have friends for that, and all of it keeps me well rounded. Okay, agreed. Agreed. I don't have all to the moving parts. Everything from one place because one we're or created by humans. Mm-hmm. That manager sat down and did their best to create that new role. Mm-hmm. Literally did their best. And it still wasn't enough, but it wasn't, they didn't do anything wrong. I had to realise that I needed to stop trying to get everything from one space when it didn't work for me. That does work for some people. I don't want people to be watching this and think, oh my gosh, that means I need... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's or like, for some people... Wrong with you no, for some people you need one thing. Whatever, like yeah, whatever fills your cup... I've just finished a job that I was in for 11 years and it was filling my cup. Mm. However, I also had my businesses on the side, but I loved Mm. that role. It did a lot for me. I learned so much. I grew so much. You don't have to, but I'm just a person who has to almost not have their finger in a lot of pies, but it is kind of Mm. that when you look at it from the outside. And I love that you were able to have that conversation with your mum and her to Mm. actually say to you that, well, actually, if I didn't have you, I'd do this. My mum is the total opposite. Mm. My mum's bit older she's from the generation where works work what do you mean you want to enjoy it does it pay your <laughs> bills can you eat what nonsense is this my mum don't want to hear no can you eat can you pay your bills and do you do extras yes you do what do you mean what's the problem then your child is alive she's happy she's healthy your house is paid for my mum extra when you ask my mum what would she have done if she didn't have me she goes mute she goes there wasn't not having you not having a child wasn't a thing like my mum wanted to have a lot more kids unfortunately she wasn't blessed to but she was like I just always wanted to be a mum I wanted to have a good job pay my bills what's a good job mum just paying your bills you know what kind of work do you want to do oh I never had dreams like that the only dream I ever Mm. had was to be work in a hospital she wanted to be a midwife Um, and she did she got to a certain level and then they wanted her to move away out of London to go and finish Mm. it off and her family at the time were like no you make mm. decent money. You live here. She come from a really strict Jamaican household. They were like, "You're in London. Yeah. It's a country we don't. We're not. You're not leaving London. We don't. To go you don't know nobody in that. You don't place. know no one. The, the country is mm. not the way it is now. It's not multicultural. So where are you going? Mm. They don't even like black people in London. Where do you think you're going? Yeah. So she grew up like that. Like someone squashed her dream, and then she was like, "Well, the only other dream I have is to be a mum. And then mm. other than that, a job is a job." That's what she was mm. taught. A job is a job. It was beat into her until her one dream was beat out of her. So even till this day, when, mm. when I ask her, I'm like, you've retired now. You literally have money to do whatever what do you, you want. What do do? What do you want to do? Nothing. She just, d- nothing. Like literally my mum travels because I drag her. I'm like, let's go yeah. and do something. Go <laughs> Dubai. And then she loves it. And then she's like, oh yeah, let's go again. Like, but she yeah. lives through me because I'll be like, I love traveling. Come with me. Yeah. Let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go through Europe. Let's go to different places. Let's not just go to Jamaica all the time. Let's do something else. And she's like, wow, this place is nice. There are places. Oh, yeah. And she's resistant. My mom is resistant to everything. I'm like, no, I'm like, let's go to America. She was like, no, I said America's not nice. And I'm like, just come. And then she was like, oh, it's amazing. You're, yeah. <laughs> Your mum is making me think of the particular gender. I had one of my grandmas who's just, she just doesn't mm-hmm. eat out road. Because you don't know how people cook. You can't see inside my, their kitchen. 
<laughs> it's the nice Chinese buffet we've eaten there before. Did it in? How no, you know what you're eating? No, really no, just, what if they're no, not clean no, them? And... So what? So you're coming, but you've cooked to look at me. Yeah. yeah, man, yeah, come with your birthday. Come in and it's there. Yeah, but it's so interesting because my parents became cruise people. Ooh. typically once they hit a certain age and then what she did as a treat brought my granddad my granddad's in his 80s 82 83 mm. and his wife and his wife's a little bit younger mm. but she was just like i take for granted that it's always just been jamaica let's go back to jamaica to do the foundation on the house put the second floor in the house when he remarried he went to canada for the first time game changer Ooh, and again, Canada's right. culture is not too different from London. Different, no. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Went on this cruise. Cruise starts off in Miami. That's a cultural immersion full stop. Then mm-hmm. they go to different islands that are not Jamaica. And she was just like, both of them had the whale of a time. Because also for his wife, it's been Jamaica, London, Birmingham, Manchester, yep. Canada. Boom, 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 boom. That's all we do. Amazing. Not even a young Spain. Groundhog Day. Not even a young, like, <laughs> nothing. Living That's on a loop. it. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's like, this is what it's been. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is so huge because, again, we don't travel for necessity. We travel for desire. So putting yourself in a space where it's like, I'm here with the sand in my toes because I wanted it and I could have it and I could reach it. And now I'm here and it feels good. It's not scary. My bills are still being paid. Like, Food's going to be in my fridge when I get back. Like, oh, I can do that. Like, I'm really big on like embodiment. And I mm-hmm. think there's something, especially for the older generation, even like I took my mom out for a meal the other day. And I was like, have you ever gone out and eaten Lebanese? And she was just like, no, I don't think I have. And I was like, what do you want? And she was like, oh, I don't know. We'll have, I think I'll have the soup. Oh, but I like the wings. I was like, get both. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, get both. Worst case scenario, you take wings home. They live in, they Different come up paradigm. in a generation like pleasure. of Wait, I can... either or. Yeah, you can only, like, well, you don't need, and it's very much the, but I don't need both. It's not about do yeah. you need it, it's about do you want it. And I think we don't live in that society much. We all live in a, I need to pay my bills. I need to, yeah, but what do you want to do? On top of what you need mm. to do, what do you want to do? Because I don't believe that you should neglect what you need to do. You still need to pay your bills no. and you still need to do, but what on top of that do you want to do? And I think for my mum, especially like, what why would you get two things like you saying that to me just made me think mm-hmm. of like my mom would be like what <laughs> but now oh now Are excuse you me mr loris now after years and years <laughs> of my conditioning she will go to a restaurant and be like i want it all and I'm, like, who is this new? I'm like who is this uh, new mother who is, but sometimes we have to go it's when they start talking to the to staff like what do you recommend yeah. <laughs> i like something sweet bring me something sweet you know we're not even looking at the menu at this point exactly rum based no. drinks Oh my god! We went out. Same thing. We went out for dinner the other day for Mother's Day, and they didn't have green beans like as a side. They have it on different, but they have it. My mum's gonna say to them, "Oh, I really wanted green beans as a side, but I see you only do it if I order certain meals, and that's really sad." I knew what she was doing. Then the man was like, "Oh, do you want me to see if I can ask the kitchen to add green beans?" She was like, "Oh, you're such a nice man." Yes, be amazing. Thank you so much. Ten years ago, that wouldn't have been my mum. Ten years ago, she would have just been like, "Well, it's not there. You can't ask for extra. I'll have what's on the menu." The fact that she pushes her luck a bit more comes from the fact that she's seen me push my luck, and I don't just go for the things I need. I go for everything I want. Want. We have to see exemplified. We mm-hmm. have to see it because otherwise it sounds like this fantabby dozy thing where it's just like mm-hmm. my daughter just lives in Disneyland. 
Right. That's nice for her. Right. But Sometimes like, you've got to prove it to people. Sometimes you just got to be, go first, lead yourself, make yeah. the move and let other people see what's possible because you yeah. decided it was possible for you. 100%. It's a decision, but it goes back to even what we were talking about, right? In terms of the confidence going hand in hand with the career. You could do somebody's CV. If they show up to that interview and they leave their confidence at home, it's a wrap. Not getting a job. I can get someone 100 interviews you're not getting the job. And that's why I always say to people, don't come to me and just say you want a CV unless you know that you're the type of person that will smash an interview. You're confident. Yeah. You, because you'll look at that piece of paper and be like, is that even me? Because me. now I've, you'll look at it and there'll be no connection to it. Like I have to have a meeting with someone who wants a CV change because I need you to connect to whatever we put on paper. Because all I'm going to do yeah. is upgrade the language, the style in your CV. That's it. But it's you inside but there. But you, you have to see, it's almost like a mirror, right? I watch a lot of Disney. I watch a lot of films, okay? But it's like if you're holding up a mirror to somebody and they're seeing mm-hmm. something completely different, right? We've seen it right. in the different films when mm-hmm. no way and all of that, where it's yeah. just like you, your butt is on the side <laughs> of the mirror, but you you're seeing yourself gorgeous. gorgeous. Right? Right. That's, we don't even want that for you folks, but we don't want it the opposite way. We don't want like mm-hmm. I'm holding up a mirror and you're beautiful and you're royalty and you're all of these things, but what you're seeing is not the same. You're just like, oh, look at this pimple and just oh, why would they want to hire me? I don't know. I don't have enough of this, or I need to get another qualification, or you start to pick yourself apart mm-hmm. after I just reminded you the, of who you were. Who you were, right? And that's why the confidence is so important. I feel like the building of the confidence, the mindset, all of that. I say to people all the time, it's not the action you take, it's the energy behind the action. Mm. So the action of writing your CV, that's amazing. But the energy behind that CV when you show up at interview is what's going to get you the job. It's not the, yeah. the action. does The action supports the energy. If you do anything from the right energy, you will land the role. You will get into the right relationships because it is the energy behind the action. I was on a podcast recently and I literally was like, desperate energy creates desperate results. Mm-hmm. And they was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> it's the energy, right? Because if you go into a relationship from this desperate energy, I need that person. I need that person. I can't live without that yeah. person. Guess what type of person you attract? You attract a narcissist. You attract a person that treats you poorly because you were so desperate. You ignored all the red flags. So desperate energy. Yeah, you'll get results. I never tell anyone you won't get results from a negative Mm. place. You will get results from a negative place, but you will get negative results from a negative place. It's as simple as that. If you want to go for more interviews and get all the offers, it's from a place of like, oh, I'm that good. Like I recently, Mm. just like yourself, going through the whole job searchy thing now, like I was like, oh gosh, Mm. I've done the same thing for 11 years. Have not had an interview in 11 years. I just got off the job that I'm starting next month. And it was literally from the start, like God is great. But from the very start, it was literally like, okay, this is my job. I've decided Mm. I don't care. I don't care about the other 50 people that I can see that have applied on LinkedIn. That's not my business. It's a role that I've not done before. It's in (laughs) management, but it's a role that I've not done before. It's in an industry that I'm going to be doing like luxury retail. Like I'm going to be doing like careers and stuff in luxury retail, which I've never done. Mm. That wasn't my problem. My problem was that I don't care what I've not done. Let me show up and tell these people what I have done and why it would mm. benefit them. But that's the yeah. energy behind it. The reason I got the job was the not my experience, not my qualifications, because realistically, I don't have any. <laughs> what it was, was the energy behind how I decided to show up. And that's yeah. so important. The actions are great. Take action all the time, but remi- mm. like work on the energy that's coming from behind those yeah. actions if you want better results it's huge it's huge because 
I'm in that similar sort of window where I left my previous role um, Mm -hmm. and then I had essentially a family bereavement and there was just a lot happening where Mm -hmm. gut instinct slash on paper slash the blogs would tell you, get yourself out there and apply for stuff. Energy wasn't there. My energy was with my family. My energy was with just restoring myself and like grounding myself in, okay, what do I really, really want, right? And I think a lot of the times we want to speed up and accelerate that part of it so we can get to applying and being productive, productive, productive. And like I sent off 16 applications this week. Whereas for me, I'm like, that sounds like hell. You telling me you found 16 jobs that you genuinely would do? That sounds like too much work. <laughs> that sounds like I, this is my thing as well. I'm like, oh, the, yeah, the energy that you apply. So you just, you're telling me you did 16 LinkedIn easy applies. That's and they was all good. Me. And you all looked at all those jobs and thought, yes, I can see myself doing it. And you looked at the detail. Because look, look <laughs> this is a conversation for another day. But <laughs> I see the title, I go, nice. I see the blah, blah, nice. I scroll down and I see how you're describing hybrid work or I see the salary or I see, you know, for what I do, I see things that I have no interest in doing. And then I'm just like, so I'm not even going to save you or bookmark you anywhere because you're just not for me. And I think there's an element where there is nothing more beautiful and you don't, I don't think you necessarily know it enough until you go through it, but there's nothing more beautiful than going through an experience that can be desperate, mm-hmm. but it being grounded and anchored and very loosely held. So I'm all in on this. I will tell you why I want this job, why I think I'd be great at this job. I will ask you questions to try and imagine myself that how do you manage? How do you lead? Why does the role even exist, right? Those sobering questions that we all should be asking. How did mm-hmm. this role appear? What's the culture of the team? Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm a black woman. Talk to me about diversity and inclusion. Two separate mm-hmm. things. What's the progress? What's happening? What's the ethos? Um, and to be able to walk away from it to say, I showed up as me. That's all I could do. Your decision is now your decision. Regardless of whether I get it or not, mm-hmm. the experience was the experience. I have no regrets, right? There's that sort of element. And that's really difficult to do if you are in that space of desperation, it's really tough with your career because it does pay our bills. It does pay our bills. Something you just said really resonated with me when you said like, sometimes it is from a place of desperation because the fact is that it is, and you can, you can work desperation into your job search, but the way you work it is mm. when you're in desperate energy and I need a job just because I need to pay the bills. Like I just got laid off. There isn't none of this fluffy, I've got mm. time to really sit and <laughs> job search. Sometimes life is kicking your ass. Go and get you a job. check your but bank balance. Right. And you go, I've got X weeks. I've got this many weeks and I need to get a job. Guess what you do? You go get a job. You take whatever job you can get. Guess what the plan is? The plan ain't to stay at that any old dead job. The plan is mm. to do that job to pay the bills while you continue wow. to job search. I think the problem that a lot of people do is you get into that desperate energy. You get the job and then you stay in the job mm. that you know you don't even want to be in. Why can't you just get the job? I've done that. I've had in-between jobs where I'm like, you know what? Bills need to be paid. I'll get the job. I don't like the job particularly, but guess what? I show up, I do my work and I get paid my money that I need to get paid. So my bills are paid, my daughter's good and I'm good. But guess what? In that same time, I am applying, I am researching and I am looking for what I really want. And it goes back to what we said before, needs and wants. If you need your bills paid, go and get a job. Mm. If you want a career while you're working your job, start looking and working and getting a career. You can do both. And when you said that, I feel like that resonated with me just because you can do both. You can be from desperate energy, but understand that desperate energy is probably going to get you the job. Not the job, your ideal job, but it's going to get you a job. Do that job job while you, that's the plan. The plan is I'm going to do a job while I look for what I I really want. I look for the career. Yeah. You still deserve desire. Like I talk about checking in on our wants and needs ratio throughout your career. Mm -hmm. And actually recognizing that they are two separate things. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you can have wants that are also needs, but the reality is when you're in that desperate energy, you've got 80% needs and 20% wants, but you still have 20% wants. Right. The desire is still there. It's not just because bills should be paid that you should throw away absolutely everything that you've ever desired and that brings you joy and brings you pleasure. Mm-hmm. No, that maybe it just starts to look different. Okay. It starts to shift. Maybe the budget that's allocated to the wants is slightly different. Mm-hmm. But it might also be that season of it's like, okay, this job, 100% spectrum, 80% of it is that it pays me money and it gives me peace of mind to look for the things that I want. That is important to recognize because otherwise you can get yourself in a tangle, guilting yourself for having desires. Mm. And then all of this starts to knock onto your confidence mm-hmm. as opposed to taking that step back and going, actually, no, let me reframe this desperation. This is a need. This is a requirement of my life and my lifestyle that I need to bring home X amount mm-hmm. by the end of two months time based mm-hmm. on where my savings are. I'm going to go with my same confidence that I would for my career job, go for the job, job, Starbucks, freelancing, VA, whatever it is that you want to do. And again, I'll be the first person to say, you you could take the job knowing that this isn't going to end up on your LinkedIn profile or CV. Hello, there are people that aren't on LinkedIn. Right. Right. What? Like, what? I'm feeding my family. I care zero. At at certain times, I care zero if I like the job because, but I know that I'm not staying there. I refuse to stay in a job long term that I don't enjoy, but I will do what I need to do in this moment. And the the fact that you said seasons, I love it because I'm going to be talking about seasons on my my Instagram today because I feel like the last three months have been a whirlwind. They have not been a season that Mm. I have ever been used to. They have been a nothing but take care of myself season. And I think Mm. for a long time, I mean, Three months. I always take care of myself here and there, but I mean, I've had three months of what a lot of people would call soft life. <laughs> you know the little tagline you see online. I've been living soft life for the last three months. I don't know how because I, obviously in December I like lost my job mm-hmm. and everything felt like it was falling apart. And instead of rushing out, I didn't need to because I've been saving and yeah. doing things I need to do. I've been living soft life, but guess what? April's about to hit and I'm about to go into a whole new season. I'm going to be doing mm-hmm. a new job, which is going to be new learning, new systems, new yeah. everything. I'm going into new hustle mode because I've got new goals that I have set for myself because of this mm. soft life. I have now set myself new goals, which require me to do more work in this new season. I'm not yeah. scared. Like people are always scared of that word hustle or hard work or whatever it is. Mm. You don't need to burn yourself out, but you need to appreciate yeah. the seasons you're in. I've just had three months of soft life. Now, if it means that I've got to have three months of like getting it done, because I know mm. that at the other end is the greatness. The other end yeah. is everything I'm looking for. I'm happy to be in the season I am in when I am in it. Like you were in the season you said you were grieving, you had family things. You were in mm. that season and you choked. Like, I need to be in this season. I can't keep pushing through and doing all this extra <clears> nonsense. <throat> And for once, I was in a season I needed to be in. I've never been in a season where I fully just took care of me. I did nothing else. I've travelled. I've been all over the place. I've been travelling. I've been relaxing. Mm. I've been enjoying life. I've been eating good. Like, that's what I've been doing for the last three months. And now I need to get back to work, which means I'm working hybrid, which means I'm going to be working remote, but I'm also going to have to get on a train, go to an office. Guys, I ain't done that in years. But guess what? (laughs) This is the season. I am looking at yeah. it as in this role is going to create something so different for me. I'm going to be learning something. And what we were talking mm. about earlier about high achievers, I miss learning new stuff. Ooh, I miss getting it. to do stuff. That I, I miss being in a room where I'm not, I don't know everything. I'm, yeah, yeah. just because I'm in management. I miss sometimes 
being in a room where I still need to learn, being in a room that pushes me mm. and I feel a little bit small. Now that small feels scary and it feels uncomfortable. Sometimes mm. I need to feel that because as a high achiever, it, it gives me purpose. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be learning this yeah. and this and this and this. There's something this, I can evolve this. into. Oh, that's something I might learn. Oh, I'm going to keep doing this. So I get And then what if it helps me in my business? What if it helps me in other Mm. areas? Like, I'm excited, but I also know it's going to be hard. I also know compared to how I've been living, uh, this is about to be a hard season. Mm. Hard for me. Other people might not think it's hard, but it's hard for me because I'm going to go back on public transport. Yes. I'll be meeting new people. Listen, public transport's hard for me. I drive everywhere. It's going to be hard. I had to take the train last week and I was like, what is going on? I was like, I'm going to be around people. I was like, the train, they got new lines. What is this? Like, what am I? I used to travel in London back in the day. What? Right. It's gonna be like sofa day one, and I'm outside. Right. Some man coughed and didn't cover his mouth, and I was scared. I just got on and a bus. What? Yes, and I sat on the seat, and then someone came sat next to me when I was there. I have a seat on the bus. What is this? Listen, you guys are gonna get the updates because I'm not used to it. But the, this is a new season for me, and I'm ready to be in the new season. I think some of yeah. us are scared to be in that discomfort. And that's yeah. why we don't get to the comfortable. The only reason I've been able to mm. live soft life is because of mm. everything old Adele did for Hello. current Adele to be able to live soft life. Old Adele Hello. worked her ass off and Hello. made sure she had savings and emergency money and that's all this it. other stuff so that current Adele could live three months of soft life. Could do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, look, I got married and I sat down and I planned to take time off. And I remember turning to a friend to say, I have been working my entire life. And also specifically, I've had this business for five years. I have never taken time off of both things until I got married. So then when I ended up leaving my job through redundancy, Mm -hmm. my instinct wasn't hustle. My instinct was, nah, this is, nah, this is like, I've built the muscle of what it's like to switch off from both things um and I want more of that I want to have a day when I don't open my laptop and I want to have like I know how to do that now mm-hmm. you know and I say that with no regrets I love I love working in my business like right. it is what it is like, I remember talking to a friend and she was just like I work every day and I don't have a problem with that I'm not chained to my laptop for eight hours every day but if an idea right. comes to me on a Sunday I'm not going to beat myself up for <laughs> jotting it down like if I want to reach out to a client because something's on my heart, I'm not going to beat myself up sending out on right. a Saturday or Friday night. Um, and I think there's that space where it's just like learning the value of true rest. Like I, the the family bereavement that I had essentially meant that the funeral was taking place in Jamaica. If I was employed, right. I would not have enough annual leave to go to Jamaica right. for ten days to be with my family, to mourn, to grieve, to have what was a beautiful send off, to find out more about my family's legacy. Mm-hmm. to get fired up for the work that I do here, like all of it that came. And I brought my laptop and my notebook and my digit because I was like, in that time, I'm going to do this and I'm going to brainstorm. I didn't do none of that. Good. I sat still. <laughs> I got up and walked on the beach at sunrise and I just poured out. There was no to-do list. There was no productivity, you know, side of, of this time away. Like I remember I went to go and get my hair done and we got there and because we were late, she'd taken another client. So I was like looking at her like, mm, we probably got another two hours. Jazz in London would have been like, so what can I do in two hours? Maybe I can do an outline for mm-hmm. a post. I can send some emails. Like I was just like, nah, I'm going to roam the streets of Negril. Mm-hmm. We'll find something yummy to eat. I'm going to chill out with my sister and my cousin. I'm going to get a drink and I'm just going to listen to the music that's blazing out of somebody's car and sit on the veranda for a bit. But you was able to that's be it. in that season. No scrolling. Able- no, did- 
but you was able to be in that season. But if past you hadn't done some of the stuff that she needed to do, you may not have been able to be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been comfortable in it. I wouldn't have felt confident and secure in it. I wouldn't have had the perspective that actually being where my feet are is the most important thing right now. And the more than anything, like even listening to you, it's like you know, you you will always reap the harvest from seasons like that. Even though it looks like I'm doing nothing, it looks mm-hmm. like Jazz is just going to get her nails done and brunching and lunching. Mm-hmm. No, I am mm-hmm. restoring. Mm-hmm. I'm filling up, right, in ways that even I can't see quite yet, mm-hmm. right? And that becomes really exciting in and of itself. But again, like I said, I had to learn as a high achiever, that is an ability. That's a skill. That's a switch that I had to flip because right. I didn't always have it. Right. It's a skill and ability. I like that you said that. You have to learn it. So yeah. for all of us, rest doesn't come easily. Rest isn't, for all of us, it doesn't, it's something we need to teach ourselves. And then once we learn it, we're like, oh, I like this. But it takes a minute to get there. It takes a minute. And I have to sit down, you know, my cousin, she's younger than me. She's 23, 24. She's in leadership. She's absolutely killing mm-hmm. it in her career. And she was just like, Jazz, I was meant to journal. I was meant to have finished this book. I was meant to have, I said, babe, 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 babe. You were meant to do none of the above. Mm-hmm. Because... A, there's nothing like going on holiday with several generations of your family to realize that we're all kind of wired the same way, (laughs) right? And I was just like, we do productive rest, i.e. you Mm -hmm. will go for a walk. Me, I will book a spa appointment. Like I Mm -hmm. I used to, people like, oh my gosh, you really like your facials, do you? And I was like, yeah, facials and massages because I can't do anything else. Yeah, It forces my brain to switch off. So I'm not just paying for the treatment, I'm paying for brain switch off. Yeah, that's like me with travel. No, but that's like me with travel. Like sometimes I feel like I can't shut off until I jump on a plane and then I'm like, oh, yeah. Now hard reset. Mode. Has to be like, a hard reset. And, yeah, and I'm saying with you, massages. Oh, massage, drool, that's whatever it. you're getting. Oh, they go, how was it? I'm like, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, like, I don't like, even remember. Time. I'll be outside the door. I'm like, thank you because yeah. I don't even know what day of the week it is right now. But, it's but I love it here. <laughs> And I think, and this is what I said, I said, because we do productive rest, Mm. what we're experiencing is true rest. And that feels foreign to us because we've never done it before. Mm -hmm. Or if it's happened or tried to happen, we've gone, oh, no, no, this is wrong. I must fill the time. I must, uh, I must turn this into a thing. You know, I must turn this into a project. And I think it was just so, so, so huge. Like even now, like every day, I'm just reaping more from what that rest brought for me. And especially, you know, being in this in-between season where mm-hmm. I'm acutely aware, I am applying for jobs. If I get a job, I am kind of immediately available. So yes. what does that mean for everything else? Because mm-hmm. when I get that job, like I said, I don't, I'm not looking for a job for money, if I'm honest. Again, going back to what you said about mm-hmm. the way that I've set things up in my life, etc. It's intentional. So mm-hmm. when I tell you it's my first day, I'm preparing like it's the first day at school, right? I'm yes. preparing my outfit. I know where I want to have lunch. Like I'm making sure I don't have plans after. So if people want to mm-hmm. go for a drink, get to know the new girl, we can do it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all of that, I want yeah. to be all in. Yeah. And I've got the rest and the restoration to do that. And if that means it's a little bit more challenging, fitting in the clients or fitting in uh, projects and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's fine. That, that's what I've done. I've blocked out my it's calendar fine. for that first Season. week on my job. Next week, Doesn't like sense. I won't have any coaching clients at the beginning of the week for the first three days because it's a choice. I love my coaching It'll business. I can't imagine not doing it, but I want to be present at my new job. Mm. It's important to me. That's and it. people will say to me, oh, but why wouldn't you just only focus on entrepreneurship? I like working, not going to lie. I like and working. maybe something is in conditioned in me to always work. I don't know. But right now I enjoy it. it I'm happy. Me. 
And yeah. as long as it's serving me, I will keep doing it. And again, it's desire. I can desire both. It's fine. I love, I feel like this, that's what this whole episode has been talking about. Desire. You're allowed to desire. have both. We don't have to choose. We are allowed to say, I want both. Mm. It's okay. Okay. It's fine. It's possible. It's closer than you think it actually is. Right? Oh, I feel like that's just, uh. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh my God. Well, we could talk forever in a day. Please believe, <laughs> listeners, Adele will be back. We'll be doing part two and three and four and five and six. But where can people connect with you and your work? You can find me on, I mostly hang out on LinkedIn and Instagram. LinkedIn is just my name, Adele Thompson. Um, Instagram is Coach Adele T. Adele is with a double L because my mum is extra. So it's A D E double L E. You can find me on my podcast, which is Five for Two Careers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can head over to my website um, and see the things that I do. Currently, I'm taking on one-to-one clients. So if you are currently in a season where you are trying to change industry, you've done something for a really long time, but you are ready to do something else. You don't want to start over. You don't want to lose any money. Come and see me. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your journey um, and just your wisdom with our listeners here. So excited to see what you do. And thank you again. Thank you for having me. I have loved every minute of it. Don't forget to reach out with any gems you took away. My DMs and inbox are always open and waiting to hear. And if you liked this episode, you should probably join the crew. So sign up to the Monday Memo to get weekly messages that put you back at the center of your ambitious career. With passion-filled musings created to educate and inspire, you'll have everything you need to fuel your ambitious career this year. Go to justjazz.co forward slash join and I'll see you there.